Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and today I'm interviewing my friend, John Gordon. John Gordon is a husband, he is a father, and he's an author. His best-selling books and talks have inspired millions of readers and audiences around the world. He is the author of the timeless classic, The Energy Bus, The Carpenter, Training Camp, The Power of Positive Leadership, The Power of a Positive Team, and his latest book, which I'm holding in my hands right here and I'm reading it for the second time, The One Truth, Elevate Your Mind, Unlock Your Power, and Heal Your Soul. And it is my great pleasure to talk to John today about how you can optimize your mindset. That's the premise of his new book, The One Truth. It revolves around mindset. And the first question I ask John is that, I say people are struggling today with anxiety, stress, fear, depression, hopelessness, other mental struggles. What do you believe they need? And uh, this entire conversation is based on that question and, and what we all need to thrive in the midst of our crazy world that we are living in. Before we dive into the conversation, I want to thank our two sponsors. And first and foremost, I got a quick story for you. Cured Nutrition, they're one of my favorite products for sleep. And my neighbor, Hillary, she reached out recently and said, Hal, hey, I know you take some stuff for sleep. I'm really struggling. Anything you can recommend? And I said, come over. I've got some stuff for you. I gave her two products. I gave her Cured Nutrition Serenity Gummies, which if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm holding the package up right now. And uh, it pairs functional mushrooms and herbs with sustainably sourced U.S. grown hemp to soothe and nourish your mind, body, and spirit from sunrise to sunset. So you can take it at bedtime. Some will take it like for their meditation just to like calm your mind. But these Serenity Gummies, I gave her those. And then I gave her some I've talked about a lot on the podcast, Nightcaps, which is a blend of CBD and CBN oil, which have a sedative effect to help you fall asleep and stay asleep. I then text her a few days later. I said, hey, how's it going? She said, oh my gosh, it worked. She said, I'm, and in quotes, cured, playing off the cured nutrition. I text her a week later. I said, hey, any update on the sleep? And she said, Hal, I can't thank you enough. Complete 180. It's amazing. So if you want to improve your sleep, check out Serenity Gummies and check out Nightcaps at curednutrition.com forward slash Hal. Again, that's curednutrition.com forward slash Hal and use the discount code Hal for 20% off your entire order. And uh, without further ado, Organifi. I use their protein powder every day in my smoothie. It is glyphosate residue free, 20 grams of protein, USDA organic certified with a variety of superfoods as well. There's pea protein, there's flaxseed protein, there's quinoa protein, there's pumpkin seed protein, there's digestive enzymes, and a fruit and vegetable blend. If you want to add protein to your diet, of course, it goes in my smoothie every day. They've got chocolate and vanilla. I'm like 90% of the time vanilla and chocolate when I need a little variety. But head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi. 
organifi.com forward slash Hal and use the discount code Hal to get 20% off your entire order. And of course, Organifi, I take their red juice. They have green juice. They have their protein powder. They have a ton of uh, organic whole food supplements to make easy improving your health and your nutrition, right? So head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. Without further ado, I'm excited for you to meet my good friend, John Gordon, author of The One Truth, Elevate Your Mind, Unlock Your Power, Heal Your Soul. Here we go. John Gordon, it is good to see you, brother. Hal, always great to see you. As I'm reading, you know, your new book, The One Truth, which we're going to talk about today. Here it is right here. I love it. I'm on my second run through right now. But as I'm reading it, I'm just I'm like, man, John and I are so aligned. Like, I just feel like I have so much in common with you. So I'm excited for this conversation. Here's where I want to start. I want to think about people listening to this. And I know right now I see so many people who are struggling with anxiety, stress, depression, fear, other mental struggles, emotional struggles. I know that I've gone through my share in ways I never have before in the last three years. And so many people are. And so you being an expert in mindset, in leadership, in you know just everything in terms of optimizing a human being, if you will, I want to ask, what do you believe that we need? All of us that are struggling with all of these mental and emotional challenges, what do you believe that we need? What a great question. And as someone who has suffered from depression, someone who has really struggled with their mental health in the past, I know what I needed and I know what people truly do need. And we need wholeness. We need healing. We need to get back to oneness and connection. The one truth is all about everything comes down to oneness and separateness. When you feel one and you feel connected, you feel peace and you feel power. When people do your miracle morning, they're creating a connection with themselves, with their morning, with their habits, with the universe. Many would say with with God spiritually, with nature, with everything. You're really feeling that connection. And in that connection, we find healing and wholeness. But then we have this separateness. We have this division. And a team that is divided is a very weak team. A team that is united and connected is a powerful team. We've seen this play out. We know that the root for the Greek word of anxious means to separate and divide. So when you're anxious, you actually feel separate and divided. So what do negative thoughts do? They separate and divide you. What does fear do? Separates and divide you. And you talked about anxiety. We look at the mental health epidemic that's going on right now. When you move from oneness to separateness, you actually move from positive to negative. All mental health disorders, think about it. When you're in your depression and in mine, we report feelings of isolation, of being alone, of feeling what? Disconnected. We feel truly separate. And so as we move towards connection, we move towards wholeness. That's why all addiction programs actually have a big part of it being community. In community, we form connection. In relationship, we heal. Relational psychology says you heal in a loving relationship. Well, guess what? If God is part of your relationship, that's why so many people find healing in faith. And so it's really important to move from that separateness towards that oneness. Because again, when you look at mental health disorders, bipolar, schizophrenia, split mind. A narcissist actually feels like they are separate. They feel like they're divided. That's why they only focus on themselves. They're not focusing on others because they actually feel so separate. So they're about protecting themselves. And it's interesting. If you actually study narcissists like I did to write this book, what I found was, and it confirmed my theory, 
narcissists feel separate. So they actually also suffer from other mental health disorders like depression and bipolar as a result. It's interesting because that concept of separateness versus oneness, you know, I love the examples that you gave in that if you feel connected to another person, right? For example, if you find a spouse and you you have a really healthy relationship and you're connected, it's like you can weather any storm. You know, I've told my wife about that with like the, the state of the world right now and kind of where it's going. I'm like, as long as we have each other, like we'll figure it out, you know, we'll figure it out. But if you don't have if you don't feel connected and not necessarily to a spouse, it could be to a community. It could be to your family. It could be to one close friend. If you don't have that, like you said, the isolation, the separateness, it leads to mental health challenges. It leads to depression. So, and I love though, also how you tie in God, right? Cause I think that's it. When you're, if you're in a place where you don't have another human being, right? Where you're like, oh, I, I just got divorced or I, you know, I lost my some friendships or whatever. God is that rock, right? That unwavering state of connection that we can always tap into. So I like, I like that there's different contexts. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And most spiritual traditions understand this concept of oneness. They believe in it. Like Namaste says, the spirit of me recognizes the spirit in you. We know that we are like spirit. We are one spirit, one connection. We are, we are whole. And then yeah. there's scripture that says that nothing could separate you from the love of God. So you're always meant to be connected to that love. And Corinthians six seventeen says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So really you're meant to be one spirit with your creator. You were created for connection and in that connection, that's when you find wholeness and you find healing. You find the renewal of your mind. This is why your miracle morning is so powerful. As you're doing that, you're creating this connection and this healing and this wholeness and the renewing of your mind and you're becoming one spirit and it's making you feel alive and, and energized. Whereas the more disconnected you are, the more you're focusing on your phone, the more you're focusing on TV and the news and all the negativity in the world, what happens is it continues to separate and divide and weaken you. And as I wrote in the book, those five Ds take hold. We have the doubt that comes in and then there's the distortion, the negative thoughts and the lies that tell you that your future is hopeless. You're not going to heal. You're not going to create a great life that you should just give up. And then that third D comes where we get discouraged because of the distortions and the doubt. And then we get discouraged. And so often in the discouragement, we just give up. So many people don't give up because it's hard to give up because they get discouraged. And there's that distraction that happens. We get distracted because of, again, the news and the negativity and all the stuff coming at us. So we focus on what is urgent instead of what matters. And that fifth D, which is divide. And as I said, like that division takes hold and you actually feel separate in your spirit, in your being, in your essence. And also, again, split mind in your mind, leading to more and more unhealthy behaviors. And what you look at is, is healing takes place as we renew our mind. And I don't have proof of this, Hal, but I really have asked scientists to start studying this. I believe through prayer and through meditation mm -hmm. and all of that. I think what we're going to find in the future is that as we do that more and more, the mind and the soul actually drive the hardware and the antenna of the brain. And as we do that more and more, as we heal the mind and the soul, that's what actually rewires and heals the brain. And so we often think it's the, the brain doing it. No, it's the mind, the soul, the software operating that brain, renews it and heals it. And then we get a healthier brain. Because I know for me, 
my thinking process is so much different ever since I started taking thank you walks years ago. Mm. I think, when did you write Miracle Morning? What year? Uh, 2012. 2012. So in 2002, when my wife almost left me, I was so miserable. I was so negative. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was fearful of everything. I lost my job during the dot-com crash. Didn't know how I was going to pay the bills. I mean, I was crumbling from the inside out. She almost left me and I said, look, give me a chance. Let me, let me try to do this on my own. She wanted me to go on medication. I said, let me just see if I could try to do this holistically. I'm not against medication, but I said, let me just see if I could do it. I began taking walks of gratitude every morning in 2002. And I would just walk and I would practice gratitude. And I read, you can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. And then I started to pray on those walks. Years later, I still do it every day. What was I doing? I was actually rewiring my brain through my mind and the soul and the spirit, now renewing my mind and renewing my brain in the process. And literally, my brain started to act very differently as a result of my mind and soul. So I often say your brain doesn't need fixing, your soul needs healing. I love that. No, it's so important. And I think that like what you just talked about, again, where you and I resonate, I want to do this holistically. You know, that's my approach to everything is I don't want to take a pill for it. I don't want to take some chemical for it. I want to find a way, you know, a sustainable way for you. It's rewiring your brain. In the one truth, I want to talk about right off the bat in chapter one, you make, I would call it a declaration, which is essentially that mindset matters most. You know, mindset matters most. Like at the end of the day, mindset matters most. And for me, I believe this wholeheartedly, that our mindset determines how we approach life and how we interpret life and how challenges, whether they hurt us or or help us. And I like how you talked right off the bat, like, you know, you can be in traffic one day, right? And you're like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever, didn't it? Because you have a bad mindset. But then you could be in traffic a different day and you got a great mindset, life's good. And you're like, oh, whatever, I'm gonna be a little bit late. So it's not the traffic, it's the mindset. So I'd love for you to unpack and go as deep as you want here. You, you know, you, you talk about the high state of mind, the low state of mind. For those that don't know you, and they probably know after I introduced you here um, in the beginning, but that uh, you, know, you work with sports teams, high-performing professional athletes to optimize their mindset and stay in a high state of mind. So how can the person listening to this, why does mindset matter and how can they keep themselves in a high state of mind? Yeah, I work with the Rams, the Dodgers, the Miami Heat, and a lot of teams like this. And the coaches will bring me in. And I'll talk about leadership. I'll talk about culture. I'll talk about building a great team and what makes a great team great. But also, a lot of times, talk about mindset. And this past year, I did a lot of talking about mindset because when I wrote The One Truth, I was calling up all these superstar athletes that you see on TV. I was calling up all the coaches. And I was sharing this paradigm, this shift, this framework for the one truth before it was even written. And I was actually sharing it with them. And they were like, man, this is next level. This is great, man. I'm going to use this. And a lot of guys started using it and wow, started to really impact them and their performance. So I'm like, okay, I got to write this book because I got to write it for the everyday person because there was a teenager who was struggling with his mental health and he was suicidal, Hal, like literally in the ER two nights before. And I sat down with him and I shared this teaching with him. And once you understood how negative thoughts work. And they weren't coming from him initially. They were coming in because who would ever choose to have a negative thought? He was like thinking he was choosing his thoughts and beating himself up and feeling guilt and shame. Once he realized that the brain is an antenna and you're tuning into positive and negative frequencies, and that's why everything comes down to positive and negative. Once he understood high state of mind and low state of mind and tuning into the certain thoughts, then he realized, oh, wow, when those negative thoughts come in, I don't have to listen to them. I don't have to believe the lies that they tell. 
because they're not for me. I don't have to beat myself up anymore. I could actually know that I have the power to overcome that. Tell myself a different story, like you said, perspective, shift my mindset, raise my state of mind. And in that higher state of mind, you then move through life with power and peace. And I'm like, man, this is everything. So that's why I wrote it. But for people listening, there's a high state and low state, like Hal said with traffic. One day you're in traffic, it bothers you. The next day, it doesn't. Is the traffic? No, it's always our state of mind. When your state of mind is low, the circumstance happens and it bothers you. So it affects you and, and you then get down. When your state of mind is high, same circumstance can happen, but you rise above. You move on, you move forward. So it's never the circumstance. And too often we blame the circumstance. We look at the circumstance and we're in a low state of mind. We actually think that the circumstance has power over us. We're in a high state. We recognize our power. We realize, no, I have power over my circumstance. And that one truth, that one understanding will carry you so far in life and uplift you in so many ways. Because when the circumstances happens, you won't give it power. You'll realize you have the power to overcome. And that will enhance your resilience. It will enhance your grit, your positivity, and your mindset. And people often ask, well, how do we do that? Well, it's understanding. That was my next question, John. (laughs) Yeah, negative thought. They're always coming in to lower your state of mind. So what we have to do, miracle morning, we've got to make sure we're tuning into the positive each day. T-U-N-E. Instead of doubt, we trust. That's the T. You unite with love. Love is more powerful than fear. The minute we focus on love, fear will dissipate. When I'm talking to athletes, I encourage them and remind them, just focus on loving playing, loving the competition, love competing, love the moment, love the process. Don't worry about the outcome. Don't fear making a mistake because that's keeping you from being your best. The minute you focus on love, it unites you where fear divides you. Love creates connection. In that connection, you have more clarity. With that clarity, then you have confidence and confidence gives you courage. See, it's all about love. Love gives you courage. Love gives you confidence. Love drives grit. So remember, unite with love. And the more you focus on love day in and day out, you become a powerful force and fear has no power over you, right? Love is more powerful than fear. Love casts out fear. So that's trust, unite with love, neutralize the negativity. We got to neutralize the negativity each day. So even though we're loving it, even though we're, we're trusting We know negative thoughts are going to come in. And when they do, do what my wife does. She says, stop, literally stop. And she's like, I'm not going to allow this negativity to neutralize me. And what does she do? Well, I taught her and I've been teaching a lot of people this. Talk to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. Don't listen to the negative thoughts. Don't listen to the negative voices. Talk to yourself with words of life, with words of encouragement. As a person thinks, they become. The words you say and the thoughts you think become the life that you live. That's why mindset is so important. You are the result of your thoughts. Your thoughts create your reality. Your thoughts create who you are and ultimately who you become. I did this with a a football team during training camp, University of Texas football. And basically I had guys stand up and say, I am, and add a word after that. I am strong. I am powerful. I am courageous. I am a champion. I am a great teammate. It was so powerful watching these guys do that. But then I'm in the weight room. An hour later, the strength coach is in the middle of the room and all the guys are surrounding the strength coach and he yells, I am. And then they yelled, my brother's keeper. 
He yelled, I am. And they yelled, my brother's keeper. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a special team this year because they were speaking life into who they were and who they were to each other. I knew they were going to become a powerful team because of their thoughts, creating the connection. Our thoughts create our reality. We have to neutralize the negative ones and tune into the positive ones day in and day out. And that leads to the E, which is elevate your thinking. We got to elevate our thinking every day with prayer, with gratitude, with meditation and mindfulness and these positive thoughts and words that give us life, like encouragement. The word encourage means to put courage into. So when you're encouraging yourself, you're putting courage into yourself. When you encourage others, you're putting courage into them. And how I got to credit you for coming up with this tune acronym because we're driving in the car and my wife says, you need an acronym for the one truth. Hal Elrod has acronyms and his acronyms are awesome and people remember them. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need an acronym. Come on. And you know what? I put three acronyms in the one truth and I want you to know it's because of you and your acronyms. Because we're driving in the car and I'm like, I don't need an acronym. And then finally I'm like, all right, I'll be open to an acronym. And you know what? The acronym came to us. Boom. First tune came, then whole came, W-H-O-L-E. And then an acronym for prayer came. And those are in the back of the book. And they're so powerful when you implement them and how you deserve the credit on that. So, so how do we do it? We get rid of that negativity by focusing every day, by tuning into the positive. And the more you do, because the brain literally is an antenna, 86 billion neurons in your brain. Every neuron has a transmitter and receiver. Two main frequencies in the world, positive and negative. It's why we see Star Wars, good versus evil, right? We got the Jedi and we got the dark side. We have Black Panther, there's good and there's evil. We have Superman, good versus evil. Wonder Woman, good versus evil. That's the battle. There's positive and there's negative. And you are a hero in your own epic story. And you will have to overcome the villain of negativity with positivity to create your life and create your future. And this is why this is so important. Incredible. There's so many things that you said that I resonate with. And actually, I, I wrote this one down. I want to read this word for word, and you touched on it already, but I just want to repeat it back and, and the way you wrote it in the book. So in the book, you said, and I quote, keep reminding yourself that love is more powerful than fear. And you are more powerful when love, not fear, is your focus and driving force. And I just wanted to echo that because I think what I loved in this book is there was a lot of concepts where I'd go come across it and I would really I'd be nodding my head, but you would either take it far deeper or you would address it in a really nuanced way where it would really add to the way I had heard about or read about or practiced or lived a topic in the past. So I'll take the credit for the acronym, but you get the credit, man, for uh, for the depth of what you, you, you addressed. And one of the things I wanted to mention, so I've been teaching for years that the secret to success is to be committed to the process without being emotionally attached to your results. And you said it, here, I want to read it. It's not your goals that will lead you to your success, but your commitment to the process. I would love to hear you expand on that. Yeah. Goals don't make you successful. Right now, we're talking about this just after New Year's and everyone has goals and resolutions, but do your goals make you successful? They help you give direction. They give you a North Star perhaps, but it's your commitment to the goals that will drive you to be a success. I was with an NFL team and I had them write down their goals. And then after they wrote them down, I had them share some. I had them rip it up. And these guys got mad. Like, what? What am I writing them up? They're my goals. 
I said, just bear with me. Don't, don't come after me. It's okay. And then I said, how many other people have the same goals? How many other teams have the same goals? How many other players have the same goals you do in the same training room right now in the same team meeting room? They were like, you're right. I said, it's your commitment to the goals. And if you commit, then it looks very different. Then I had them write down their commitments. And one guy wrote down, I'm going to commit to my recovery because I always get injured during the season. Another guy said, I'm going to commit to the diet because I often eat unhealthy and I wind up breaking down around third quarter of the season. Another quarterback said, I'm going to commit to watching more film because I truly want to get better. See, you have a goal, but it's your commitment to watching film that will help you reach the goal. You want to lose weight, but it's your commitment to the exercise day in and day out that will help you lose weight. So that's why commitments are, are so important. But going back to to love and fear, like when I think of fear, it holds so many people back. And just think about when you're depressed, are you more fearful? Yes. When I meet people who are depressed, they have so much fear. When I meet people with anxiety, they have so much fear. You see how it goes hand in hand, this fear that grips you, that causes the anxiety, that then divides you and weakens you. So you can see how it plays out. But the more you're focusing on love, that's creating unity and connection, going back to the oneness and separateness. And that's why it makes sense. That's why it helps so much. And that's the understanding and the awareness behind it. Because often we say, you got to love it. Don't fear it. But why? Like, I think once you understand the why, it truly gives you more power. And going back to, let's go back to overthinking. Like, think about the negative thoughts that come in. Overthinking is always associated with negative thoughts. I never hear anyone say, I have too many positive thoughts. <laughs> think about that. Why is that? Like, oh, you know, I have just too much gratitude today. Too much goodness. My, my miracle morning was just too powerful this morning. Like, it was, just, it was just too awesome. We never say that because the overthinking is the clutter of those negative thoughts and the fear and the worry and the doubt. If you look at two circles, your circle is going to be full with all these doubts. That's your brain. And because of that, you have this clutter, which lowers your state of mind, which creates more and more separation, division, and makes you feel weaker and less powerful. On the other hand, when you have less clutter, a few dots, you have that mindfulness, you have that prayer, you have that connection going. Now you feel powerful, you feel peaceful, and you're really just ready to take on this day because you have this higher state of mind. And you can see how it plays out. And I love the diagrams in the book where you have the circles and it helps people understand. Instant visual, yeah. Yeah, how thoughts work. Like this is great for kids too because once they see it, they're like, oh, nothing is wrong with me. I'm normal. This is the way it all works. I just have to figure out now how it works, how to now make sure, make how I can make sure to focus more on the positive every day instead of the negative, how I can do these things to help me heal instead of allowing these things to cause me to feel dysfunctional all the time. Yeah. You mentioned kids. Uh, so I've been making a list of the um, probably 10 books. I'm going to have my daughter, my 14 year old daughter, Sophia Reed. And just so you know, your book made the list. Wow. So, I'm on Rich is on the list, you know, so there's some classics on there, uh, but the one true is one of the few that made the list. And, and I, one of the reasons, by the way, is, you know, at 14, my daughter is, you know, she's exploring her faith and questioning things, right, which is good. I think it, it's important to question. And that's one of the things before we started recording today, I told you is I loved how this book you weaved in 
your faith and 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 your belief and 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 the evidence around how God and spirituality play a part in all of our lives, no matter what our religion or beliefs are. And I love that you did it in a way where it wasn't like you know hitting somebody over the head with it. It was very eloquent and very subtle. So I'd love to just before we close out, I'd love to just hear: was that intentional? Was that just what came through you because it's who you are and it's what you believe? I'd love to hear how that piece, that spiritual piece, made its way into this book. You know, some people who have written reviews on this book have said, like, he shares his faith. You just said, I share my faith. It really wasn't about sharing my faith. It was really about seeking truth. I was really looking for the truth, right? You're writing the one truth and you're seeking the truth. And what I say in the book is the truth doesn't need the Bible to exist. The truth exists whether the Bible exists or not. The truth existed before there was a Bible that was actually written down. As I wrote about the Old Testament story of Adam and Eve, is a story about separation, man and women being separated from each other, themselves, and from God. It represents the problem I just talked about. You look at society, you look at the pandemic that happened, and you look at how people felt isolated and disconnected, and what happened to people's mental health during that time. We're not meant to be alone. We're meant to be connected. That's a story that explains it. How old is that story? Over 4,000 years old. So it represents a story of, of separation, understanding. Again, not a Christian story. It's an ancient Jewish story. And then as I started to research the New Testament, a good friend of mine who's not a Christian, he said, you know what I love about the New Testament? He said, it's actually a prescription for oneness. And when, I, when he said that, I'm like, you're right. And as I actually delve into the scriptures, everything points you back to connection and to oneness, to healing and to wholeness. And so as I looked at the ministry of Jesus, I was like, you know what? He came to heal the whole in our soul. What is a wound that we all have? Most people would agree we all have wounds in our soul or a wound that we carry, right? Psychology talks about wounds all the time, but what is a wound? But separation. So how do you heal the wound? Love and forgiveness. That's how you heal it. So as I was thinking about this, as I'm writing this book, I'm going, it's just right there. And I got to admit, like, I didn't know a lot of the scripture. I was just writing the book that was coming through me. Like God gives me the, like the ideas, the concepts. And I start writing them. As I started sharing with friends and some friends who were pastors, and one was a theologian, he started telling me, oh yeah, that's this scripture. Oh yeah, that's this scripture. Oh, that's there. How my faith actually grew. I really became a bigger believer when I saw that, that actually the answer to separation and the solution to separation is the New Testament and the understanding of what Jesus came to do and why he came. So it really wasn't about religion either. Like we get so caught up in religion. This is not about religion. It's about that there's a God who wants connection with you in relationship. And then his whole goal is to heal you. And that's that's what Jesus came to do. And I was a Buddhist. I was a new ager. I was a seeker. I've experienced all of this on my journey in my life. And I searched for everything to try to heal that hole that I had and nothing worked. Only when I truly surrendered and really said, all right, God, I can't do it alone. I can't save myself. So I, I actually need a savior and I believe you want to heal me. Once I actually surrendered to, to a God that said, okay, I can heal you through love and forgiveness, man, that's when everything changed in my life. And that's when I started to find that peace and that power and that understanding. So I don't look at the religious part. I look at the relationship part and I look at the connection part and the wholeness and healing. And I have friends who are you know, Buddhists and atheists. And I said, do you have a hole in your soul? They said, oh yeah. I had to ask them, well, how do you heal it? And they go, man, I love myself more. I go, your love is not perfect enough and your love can never heal that hole. That's gotta be a greater love. And here's one last thing on this. Real, it's really cool when you think about it. 
Relational psychology says you heal in a loving relationship. Okay, great. Can you heal with a stranger? No. It has to be a loving relationship. Well, guess what? If God is a stranger, then the creator of the universe can't heal you. So it's not about some mysterious God. It's not about a God that's just like a higher power, a force. It's about a personal loving God that actually loves you, created you, and does want to heal you. And through that connection and relationship, that's how real healing takes place. Oh, the ultimate healing. Community helps heal. Self-love will help close the gap a little bit. So I think self-love is good. Healing through relationship is good. Community is good, right? Higher power is good. Addiction programs, believing in something greater than yourself is good because it moves you away from self. But ultimately, knowing that the creator wants to heal you, allowing for that healing to take place is how it really truly transforms. And that's what I've experienced. So that's not, I'm not trying to be religious. I'm just trying to, to explain the truth that exists within our soul. Yeah. And I loved how that came across in the book. Like I said, it wasn't preachy. It was just, it was, and I love how you framed it better that it wasn't your faith. It was looking for truth and connecting dots from different spiritual traditions and and the Bible and so on and so forth. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I was writing it. I really, I couldn't, like, as I'm writing this, I'm like, I just was like presented with it. I'm like, oh my God, there it is. Oneness and separateness. And I'm like, oh, this is the story of separation. This is a story about oneness and connection. And as I searched my experience and delved into other religions over the years, no other religion actually talked about really oneness and separateness in this way. But yet we see it play out in our minds and our souls and our brains. And as I made the case in the book, like every day through through that understanding. Yeah. Beautiful. So the book, The One Truth, the subtitle, Elevate Your Mind, Unlock Your Power, Heal Your Soul. I want to ask you one more question. And it's just, it's a quick one. It's the, it's what's your answer, kind of the the elevator pitch, like in a sentence or two or three or four, but what is the one truth, John Gordon? Because that's a bold title for a book, the one truth, right? What is the one truth from your perspective? And I know you've, you've mentioned it, you've touched it, you've said it, but just to summarize it at the end here. The one truth is that everything comes down to oneness and separateness. And you're not meant to go through life fearful, anxious, worried, and chronically stressed all the time like so many are. It's actually become normalized in in many ways because so many people are suffering that we actually think it's normal, but it's actually not normal. It's okay to be that way, but you're not meant to go through life that way. You're meant to go through life feeling whole, feeling one, feeling connected, feeling powerful, and peaceful and confident and having the courage to live your life and go after your dreams and make an impact and just enjoy this incredible experience that you're meant to have on this earth. And you can actually make a choice each day to choose that healing instead of living from that separation. So do I want oneness or do I want separateness? Do I want to feel disconnected or do I want to feel connected? Do I want to feel negative or do I want to have more positivity? Really, it's the ultimate choice every day is to choose that positivity, that healing, and that wholeness. And that oneness brings you to it. Amen to that. Well said. Well, what is the best way for people to get your book and follow you to continue getting uh, the John Gordon goodness in their lives? Well, thanks, Hal. I would love for them to yeah, read the book. I don't care where you get it, but I would just love for you to read it and benefit from it. GetOneTruth.com has all the bookstores where you can get it getonetruth.com. We got some free resources on there as well. And then also you can find me at johngordon.com, J-O-N-Gordon.com, or all my social media is at J-O-N-Gordon11 on Instagram, on threads, on, it's now called X, right? And then any kind of, uh, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. You just find me anywhere. But yeah, I love, I love impacting people. And how, again, everywhere I go, people ask me if 
I know you and the Miracle Morning, I say, of course. And I just love the contribution that you're making to this world. And I'm just glad we're on this journey together. Like-minded is an understatement. We're here to change the world, no doubt, together. Amen, brother. Well, you tell your beautiful wife, Catherine, that I said thank you for encouraging you to uh, model my acronym uh, strategy there. And uh, appreciate you. Thanks for the work you're doing. And goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, thanks for listening today. I love you. Check out John's new book, The One Truth, Elevate Your Mind, Unlock Your Power, Heal Your Soul. Again, I'm reading it for the second time. And I think you'll love that book. And it'll transform your life like it has mine. All right. Love you all. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 